Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in for another episode of Vault Club Confidential. I'm your host, Austin Price. Tennessee basketball in the midst of the SEC basketball tournament, Tennessee baseball really getting rolling over there at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Big show tonight. We'll talk to Griffin Merritt coming up. The American Conference Player of the Year a year ago, who's now a Tennessee Vol. But before we talk to him, we'll talk to James Clawson. James, you kind of look at where we're at here as we uh, hit the almost the middle part of March. Uh, basketball's wrapping up. Baseball's in full swing. Kind of what do y'all have planned for baseball um, as, as fans kind of get revved up for uh, Tony Vitello and another run at Omaha? Yeah, so we're working on a lot of events throughout the whole entire season, almost every single game on the porch. So uh, we'll have to do, you know, we'll invite members periodically, but, you know, we'll have a presence on the porch and in the stadium. Uh, we may do some tailgates outside the stadium for certain games on on in, on SEC weekend, so we're still working on that. Then you got the orange and white game coming up April 15th. It's an easy date to remember. It's my wife's birthday. Um, Don't forget you know, that. Yeah, exactly. Can you kind of take me through what you all have planned for, for that big event? Middle of April should be great weather. You know, we're going to have a huge tailgate. Uh, we'll have a lot of players there, probably basketball, baseball. Uh, well, actually, baseball is going to be in Arkansas. But uh, we'll have some players there. Um, should be a really fun weekend. Um, you know, maybe getting to do some stuff with the team after the game where we can do some stuff with autographs and, and meet and greets and stuff. So working with Tennessee on that, but um, should be a really fun weekend for the spring game. All right. Now let's get to the star of the show, the newest vol, Griffin Merritt. 
Hey, how you doing? What's up, man? How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Griffin, you're a Cincinnati kid. You're playing at Cincinnati. You're the American Conference Player of the Year. Now you're at Tennessee. Kind of take me through that decision to, to, to leave your hometown team and then, you know, come to one of the hottest teams in college baseball. Yeah, it sounds a little weird, doesn't it? But, um, no, after, you know, last season um, and I was trying to decide, you know, what I want to do um, and with the draft being late in the, in the summer and, you know, the season I kind of had, I thought, you know, um, I was going to sign the draft and when my, my negotiations kind of fell through, I was kind of in the spot of, you know, do I want to go back to Cincinnati or do I want something different? I think when most people hear like portal transfer stories now, they think like, I think they think the worst, which could be rightfully so sometimes. I think, you know, somebody was unhappy or, you know, they didn't like the situation they were in. But honestly, that wasn't at all the case with me. I loved it there. You know, it was my home, my home really, where I grew up and I got to play in front of, you know, my family and friends and I, I loved every second of it. But I, um, you know, decided at that point for my career, what was best was to, you know, a new challenge and a new experience, something I could grow from in a different way. I think, um, like I, I was so settled in, in that conference and in that, that school and, and, you know, it had a lot of success that, you know, I wanted a different challenge and, um, that's why I decided to transfer and I had to actually jump through a bunch of hoops to be even be eligible to transfer because I missed the portal date, which was. July 1st, which makes no sense now since the draft's after July 1st, <laughs> that you can't transfer sure. after. So yeah, that was a whole mess, but I got in, thank God. And um, just when I was deciding on where to go, um, I actually came to Tennessee. It was my second visit, really my first visit that I you know, kind of cared about, I guess. Um, and I, I just fell in love with it. I mean, I love the coaching staff. I love the place. I love my teammates, and it's been great. How aware were you of, you know, and I know Tennessee was number one for so long last year, but, you know, were you kind of watching that team from a year ago going, man, they're having a lot of fun? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something, um, just a mutual respect, you know, a team that's not that wasn't in the conference I was in, wasn't really on my, you know, my headline, but every week, you know, you see what they do, and they're just from baseball player to baseball player, you know how hard it is to perform at that level with that consistency. It doesn't matter where you're at. Like you, you're gonna take like tip your cap and respect what's being done. And you know, when I decided I wanted to transfer, the biggest thing to me is I wanted to go somewhere to win. You know, and not win in three years, not win next year. I have one year. Like I wanted to win now. Yeah. And it was like I want to go to the place that's set up to win now. And um, for me, that was here. And I haven't seen any reason to think that's not the truth. All right, we're in the middle of this big home swing here in early March. Kind of take me through, um, you know, what do you think Tennessee fans have seen in you to this point? What do they? What do you feel like? You know, as they watch you, they see in your game. What? What? What's your? How would you describe it? Yeah, I think you know my role on this team um, is a little different from my pat, like where I was in the past, which is a good thing because you know I'm surrounded with guys um, that are great players, right? And, you know, everybody wants to be a superstar. And I think we have a bunch of superstars, but I think we also have a lot of guys that are superstars that play the role. And, you know, my role on this team is to, you know, be a mature hitter that's consistent, that can be counted on um, in the middle of that lineup, and that's going to play good defense and, you know, make the plays that need to be made and also be a, you know, a mature presence in that locker room because even though, you know, we started this season to this point, we're still young and we're still figuring things out. So from a guy that, you know, has 
you know, 800 college at bats and a, a couple hundred games under his belt. It's part of my job to try to get some of that maturity to rub off on some of these younger guys that, you know, earlier in the season versus finding it out, you know, 30, 40 games into the year and when it could be too late. So um, I think that's hopefully I want fans to look and say like, hey, that guy's a leader and kids and the other, you know, other guys on the team look at him um, as somebody that, you know, they can trust and that, um, you know, makes them better. So I was talking to Coach Vitello, and we're kind of I was like I was like who who do you th- who do you think it would be really good for Ball Club Confidential? And he sat down with us about a month ago or so, um, and and instantly he said your name. He's like he's like he just handled himself like a pro. He's smart. He's articulate. He he, he just knows how to handle himself. You step in here and you got Jared Dickey. We had him out a couple of weeks ago, and he says that if there's one person he can count on, it's you. You're new. Like, how have you kind of infused yourself into the program to the point where these guys that have been here are like, Man, I know I can count on that guy. Yeah, you know, it's just something, just the way I was raised, um, a lot of thanks I can give to people for that, but um, I was just taught to handle your business first. And, you know, when I came in here, you know, I was – kind of set reputation to the side because I was new here and we knew who I was and I was fine with that but I was going to come in and you know in the fall I was going to come in and handle my business and I wanted people to look at me and be like wow like this guy does his stuff the right way every day and once you know that kind of settled in for itself I think people looked at me and they had a respect I think whenever you go into a new situation whether it be you know a different sporting program, a different job, you know, anything, you got to handle your own business first to get respect, right? I didn't want my name to carry weight with it. I wanted, I didn't want people to judge me or give me, you know, fake respect because of what I'd done in the past. I wanted people to give me respect for what I was doing. And I think once I did that and showed that, hey, like, I care about the right things and I do stuff the right way, um, that people were able to, you know, trust me. And I think Jared, you know, living with Jared definitely has, I think, a little pull on that. Um, I don't know if he was sucking up to me or not, but uh, no, I think it's been pretty cool um, to serve in a role like that, where like these guys, you know, come to you to ask questions. And I was just hitting the other day, and freshmen come up and ask, like, "Hey, man, like, what are you doing in this situation? What are you doing here?" And that makes me better voicing it because sometimes I don't know. But I got to think about it and be able to tell them, and that makes me better, and hopefully it makes them better. And at the end of the day, when I leave here in you know a couple months, that's the reality of it. I just want to be a guy that was here for nine months that made a mark on this program that lasts way longer than that. So, how much did you immerse yourself in Tennessee athletics? Like, I mean, you picked a good time football wise to roll in right. here. I mean, you, <laughs> were, were you at all these games this fall, just kind of enjoying being a, a student? Yeah, I definitely think I've had a different appreciation for where I'm at in my life with a different experience here. You know, I enjoyed the fall. I had fun. You know, when I had time to, um, you know, enjoy Knoxville, to enjoy football games and Saturdays here, like I did it. And um, looking back, I'm super happy I did. One, because it was kind of a one-shot thing for me here. But two, you know, it's just given me so much reflective time to be thankful for where I'm at in my life and you know it's the same thing with baseball and baseball is a tough game and it's hard especially as a hitter it's hard and it's like if you you know just beat yourself up and beat yourself up you just add you know fuel to the fire that you can get caught up in and I think here you know just enjoying every single day and 
you know, being thankful for every opportunity just puts you in a different mindset. And I think it helps you perform. Um, so, you know, with the football team and everything, this fall and everything I got to experience in that Alabama game, I was there. I mean, that's probably the single coolest sporting event I've ever been to in my life. And I know this is going to break Tennessee fans' hearts, but I didn't grow up a Tennessee fan, right? I didn't, I wasn't a Tennessee fan growing up, but like I immersing myself in everything that is here in this fan base and being a part of that fan base now, is just awesome. You morphed into one. Right. And it quickly, and it's easy. I mean, you know, it's easy to see why a school like this has success, right? They have good coaches, they have resources, and they have an engaged fan base and, a, and an athletic department that cares. And it's massive in baseball, right? You got to have an athletic department if you want to be a good baseball school that puts emphasis on being a good baseball school. So, only four hours from the house. It makes it easy for family to get down here for all the games. How much have they kind of enjoyed coming down to Knoxville some? Letting you be you, letting you breathe and stuff, but at the same time kind of getting to be a small part of it. Yeah, I definitely think, um, you know, my parents especially are enjoying it. My, uh, I I only have one other sibling. It's my younger brother, and he's actually a freshman outfielder at Cincinnati now. Um, So my parents are officially empty nesters. So I think my, my, I know my dad's eating it up, uh, getting to come down to all the games and that's cool, man. Like you like look back when you're little and, and you know, you go play college and you kind of forget about that stuff. But like, it's awesome to see how much enjoyment, you know, I'm able to bring to my family and friends. And, And, you know, I have friends come visit me this fall and come for football games. You know, I've had family come down for baseball games, girlfriends, family come down and it's just, it's just cool. And it's, I, I'm, I'm proud when they come that they're able to experience what it is that that, that, it, that we have here. And that, that's a pretty cool thing. You sound so reflective. Like, it, you know, you, you know that, you know, no matter what happens at the next level, your, your college years are winding down. Right. And so you're just kind of soaking up everything, whether that's hanging out with your buddies at your apartment playing, you know, PlayStation or batting practice or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I definitely – when I leave here, I want to be like, I took every advantage of every opportunity that I had. And I don't want to look back and I've kind of lived my life with no regrets in general, but you know, there's some times where things get hard and you know, you, you look back and wish you had done things differently, but I don't think that's going to be the case with me here. I've honestly with COVID and everything, and I know it, it wasn't a good thing for many, many people, but it gave me an extra year because that my year got you know canceled and I was like, man, I got house money to go play at possibly right now the nation's best casino. Like, how can you not enjoy it, right? Well, how can how can how can any day be that bad, kind of thing? So I, I've just loved it, and I think when you're happy with where you're at and you're in that kind of headspace, baseball is easy, easier, I should say. Best chili in Cincinnati. Oh, skyline, no doubt. If anybody says anything different, they're not from Cincinnati or they haven't been. <laughs> Gold Star, the other place up there, Axe, but no, Skyline by a mile. Any, any any particular toppings you put on there for, that are that are that are specific to Griffin Merritt? Uh no. I mean, I got my orders, man. I got if I'm if I'm if I'm you know kind of hungry, two two cheese conies, onion and mustard. I I do not drink. I'll say pop, and I know everybody's gonna be like, "What is that?" But in the Midwest, we say pop, not soda, whatever they say here. I think they just say Coke here. Coke here, yeah. <laughs> so pop is that's what I'm re- referencing. I don't think I drink pop anywhere else the entire year but when you go to skyline you got to have a dr pepper like there's no dr pepper that's my guy right there yeah so i go two conies i need a mustard dr pepper if i'm hungry i'll do the same thing with a 
uh, a three-way on the side, which you can't really call it a side, but... Dr. Pepper Zero, that's dangerous. Is it? Yeah, see, I, I need to stay out of that world. Like, I'm, I'm cool with going to Skyline and having one, but I'm getting to the age where I need to probably start watching what I'm eating, so I'm going to stay <laughs> oh, out of Oh, yeah, you're getting real old. You're, get, <laughs> you're, you're getting real old. Jeff Ruby's? Yeah, great. Uh, I actually know Mr. Ruby. He's a good guy, and um, great steakhouse. Great place, and if you're ever up in Cincinnati and you know you want to get a good steak at a you know a place that you know is going to take care of you, definitely. Filet, ribeye, what are we rolling? Um, I like the filet more. Um, when I I like steak, but I'm not like a huge steak guy. Where I'd rather have like a smaller good steak for something, you know, that's just volume, I guess. So. Sure. Um, but every everything at a, at, at Ruby's is is good, so can't go wrong. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I asked, uh, you know, I asked Jared this while back. Do you ever get on YouTube, watch old clips of guys that played 30 and 40 years ago? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you, are you so this generation? Because I'm, I, you seem like an old soul who would sit back and watch Cal Ripken play or watch Cecil Fielder or, you know, or try to look up, you know, highlights of Reggie Jackson or whatever. Is that you or no? Um, I, would, I would actually say no. I. When I watch sports, especially baseball, I like to watch current because I'm like I got, I'm one of those dudes where whatever I'm doing, I, I I try to find some way to benefit what I care about. And right now, I care about baseball. So if I'm watching the game, I want to watch current game, current guys. You know what they're doing that could make me better. Um, and the way the game has changed immense. I mean, even from my first year in college to now, the game has changed crazily. And in five years, it's going to be completely different than it is today. So when you ask me the same question in five years. I bet you they say, you know, what I'm doing now might not help them be successful for whatever they're facing. But as a hitter now, it's, you know, stuff's changing so much with analytics. And, um, you know, back in the day, if you threw hard, you threw hard. If you didn't, you did it. Well, nowadays they can train anybody to throw 95. So that's kind of scary as a hitter, knowing that, you know, it's not just like, oh, this guy here, this guy there has like, you know, gifted velocity. Now every guy can Right. I mean, you got Ben Joyce throwing 105 miles an hour in college. I mean, every kid on our staff's throwing 95 out there every inning. So it's trained now. And as a hitter, like you got to adjust. Hitting's just adjusting. And you know, baseball goes through waves. Kind of funny you asked that question because back in the day, did I say back in the day? Probably 10 years ago, everybody was talking pitcher-wise, throw at the knees, keep it low, keep it low, keep it low. Well, hitters adjust to that, right? It's down, and they go through the whole launch angle phase of, you know, getting down on that ball so you can get it in the air, and then all these home runs go up, right? So what do the pitchers do? 
Now, watch it. Get it game. up. Get it up. Now they throw up. <laughs> they throw hard and they spin the ball and they stay up. Now the guys that are, you know, real big launch angle can't catch up to it. So now who's having success? It's the guys that are able to get back on top of the ball, the same guys that were successful, you know, 20 years ago. So it goes in waves and it's just a cat and mouse game. And it's all baseball is, is guys trying to, pitchers trying to get hitters out. And that's it. And it's kind of weird how it goes through waves. But, you know, in, in 10 years, it might be back to guys are hammering the up fastball. We got to get it down again. It's, it's weird. You're a Reds fan? Yeah, I'd say unfortunately right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm happy for the Bengals, we'll say that. Always been a Reds fan. My family growing up, huge Reds fans. And they were pretty good when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 ages. But it's been tough of, of as recently of being a Reds fan. <laughs> there is no NBA team. There's not. There used to be. But you have the Cavs. Which is Cleveland, and Cincinnati and Cleveland normally have a decent rivalry. Do Cincinnati sports fans like the Cavs in basketball? Um, I'm not a huge NBA guy in general, but for the most part, I, from everybody I know, I'd say no. No? No. Um, basketball in Cincinnati is more in the college rank. You, Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati and Xavier, people get pretty passionate about those basketball. Ohio State's not too far. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with Cincinnati getting pretty good in football lately, the university, um, a lot of people college-wise, if you know, kind of that were were Ohio State fans sure. just because they were good, have kind of changed support to their backyard team, which has helped, and I know it helped that athletic department a lot. And with the Bengals being good now, I mean, since I, I, it's crazy. I compare Knoxville and Cincinnati; they're so similar. I think Knoxville is just a little smaller Cincinnati, really. Um, and the people are really similar. Like I feel like that's why it's been so easy for me to transition because it's I feel like it's literally like you know as cliche as it sounds, it's like a second home because it's really not different. And the fans here are so passionate about what they care about, and you see that every weekend at Tennessee sports because pro sports aren't big in Knoxville. And it's the same thing in Cincinnati. Like as soon as the Bengals started making moves to win and showed that they wanted to win. I mean, people hopped on like crazy in support because they want they want to be a fan of some, something. So it's pretty cool. All right, let's go rapid fire. How many sports did you play growing up? Uh, three, football, basketball, and baseball. I played three in um, high school and actually three times state champion in, in football. What position in football? Quarterback, yeah. Yeah, that was – football is the big one in Cincinnati. Did you play Moeller? I went to LaSalle okay. in Moeller's uh, – it was us, Moeller, St. X, and Elder with the four big um, all-male private schools up there. Kind of that's where the football's at. I don't know. No doubt about that. Um, when you when you were playing football, though, did you always know baseball was kind of my path or were you, you still holding out hope football was going to be it? Man, I, I, I kind of went back and forth on what I wanted to do the whole time. And, you know, in high school, I'm like, do I want to play football? Do I want to play baseball? Do I want to football? Baseball? When I realized I'm 6'2 and I can't jump, I'm like, you know, maybe basketball isn't the best option. So <laughs> I kind of kicked that one to the side and played because I had fun with it. But um, as far as the future, I balanced back and forth between football and baseball um, and then decided on, you know, for probably the longevity of my health, I think baseball is probably a good decision. I see those guys out there on Saturday. And just see me getting crushed. So yeah. I think I made a good choice. Top three players you watched growing up? Um, Ken Griffey, no doubt. Um, Chad Johnson slash Chad Ochocinco yep. for the Bengals. And still watching him and love everything about his game, Joey Votto. Talk about a guy that adjusts, makes adjustments, and does whatever it takes to win. Favorite baseball superstition? Huh, I'm not a super a big superstitious guy, honestly, but... Um, I got in a thing last year where every before every game I'd go to Dunkin' Donuts and get an iced coffee. Like I think I got one like 
You're getting old like, if you're getting iced coffee. That's what I'm saying. But like, I was like three for four. I'm like, there's some hits in this thing. So sure, that was it. Yeah, I started. I started <laughs> donating. I think money hand over fist at Dunkin' Donuts, and I, they rewarded me. So I've been uh, going down the one on Chapman Highway to check out before these scrimmages. We'll see if it holds true here. Yeah, they get you an nil deal. So I've been reaching out like three times. So if anybody from Dunkin's listening, man, hit me up. Did you trade baseball cards as a kid? And if so, which one was your prized possession? I had baseball cards, but I didn't trade them. I wasn't like real big into that, but I remember having a good amount of baseball cards. I just liked anybody from the Reds. I hated anybody else, honestly. <laughs> Best baseball movie is what? Field Dreams. If you could be one character in that movie, who would you be? I'd say Kevin Costner, right? Hmm. I'm with you on that. I'd be Moonlight Graham. Um, <laughs> where are you going on your next vacation? We usually go to Siesta Key as a family. We've been going for a bunch of years. Uh, it's outside of Sarasota in yeah. Florida, and I love it there. So um, I'll say Siesta Key. What's your walk-up song? Um, Homecoming by Kanye West. It was kind of a, a th- at Cincinnati. It was kind of cool because being from Cincinnati and having that be your walk-up song talks about I mean, homecoming, like coming back to you know where you're from. And but I'm gonna keep it here. I enjoy it, and it puts me you know in a good routine. I just love the guys that rock the wrestling themes. Old school, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> The Rock, you know, yeah, yeah. Ric Flair. Um, those old school wrestling walkout songs is their walk-up uh, music. Favorite place you found in Knoxville? It doesn't even have to be a restaurant. It could just be just some place you like to go and, and, and veg out, you know, or it could be a, your favorite place to go eat, whatever. My favorite little gem here is probably Dos Bros. It's a little different. It's like a different kind of Chipotle. I, sure. I really like to eat there. I also like Nama. I'm a big sushi guy, so Nama's been pretty good. But um, a place I like to go in the fall, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, and somebody will reach out and say that I did, but I think it's Ijams, or it's this like... Ims. Ims. Nature this, Center. Yeah, yeah. And look, I'm not a big hike guy. I don't, yeah. I don't look like a big hike guy, but just to kind of get away from things sometimes, it was nice to go up there. And it's not too far from campus. Out. Yeah. It was nice. Right around the corner. Yeah, right on the that is that a river or a mm-hmm. big lake right there? And it was a good reset. Like I said, baseball's hard, and sometimes like getting away from it and having just separating you know that it's a game you play it's not your life and like having a reset can be huge for the game if you were i'm gonna double back to the movie thing if you were a major league character who would you be for the movie major league i don't know man i don't know that's a tough one there's a it's kind of crazy i have a feeling if you ask that question to the entirety of the tennessee baseball team you probably have 60 percent of guys say what's major league because V all the time references like movies or, you know, ma- mainly movies and like team meetings, and the guys don't know what he's talking about. Like they don't know, and so I don't. I don't know. I I, I know what the movies are, but I'm not sure who I'd be. But it's kind of crazy now that in those meetings, like V will make a reference like that, and half the guys will be like, like "What's Major League?" kind of thing. So <laughs> it's kind of weird. I asked Jared. If there was somebody he could depend on, who would it be? And he said you, and you're new. We talked about that a little bit earlier. To flip that from a competitive standpoint, not counting yourself, who's the most competitive guy on this team? I think that's a good thing that that I'm balancing between certain options, but um, I think our New Yorker, Christian Moore, uh, Simo, probably wears it on his sleeve a little more than, you know, probably probably a little more than anybody else in the country. But um, at the end of the day, the guy's super competitive. And, you know, a guy that's been blessed with a lot of baseball talent to see that, you know, he's competitive and focused on the win is huge. 
because I play with guys that are super talented where they couldn't care if you won or lost. They just wanted to. As long as they got theirs. Right. And, you know, of course, I, for Simo and everybody wants for him, that we want him to get his and we want him to play well. But I truly do believe that Simo cares about winning over everything, even as competitive and, you know, as competitive and as well as he wants to do himself. And as hard as he works, he, you know, he cares about the win. That's huge. I know the the ultimate goal is to get to Omaha and and play in the College World Series. Um, how else does the movie producer script out this final go for you? What in in a perfect world? What's what's it look like for you? Yeah, a perfect world for me is to win a national championship. Of course, I want to be a, a big part of that, and you know, I'd love to be a headliner guy on that tour. But if I'm not, then I'm not. I'd rather win. I want to win a national championship. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm still, you know, playing college sports when I could have started a professional career. That's why I'm here. And it's to win. And that's why I transferred. And it all comes back to really, at the end of the day, all of this came because I wanted to win. And of course, you know, I think that if we do win a national championship, that I'm going to have, you know, a, a pretty sizable hand in that, in that, in my role. But at the end of the day, it's not about the personal stuff to me here. Right? I'm enjoying every second I have here. And if I leave here with the national championship, then there's there's nothing else that matters, really. You talked about earlier a new challenge. You got these SEC series coming up um, as we get towards the end of March and into April and May. It, it, is that you know another big reason you came here is, is this run of games? Yeah, I mean, it's the SEC. And people aren't idiots. It's the... It's the premier baseball conference, and it's, there's not really, you know, a competitor to it. If you're a dude, you want to play in this conference. And, you know, I felt like I was a dude, and I wasn't in that conference, so I got in it. And I'm excited to compete against, you know, the other, quote-unquote, the other better teams in the country. And, you know, they're going to have good stuff, and the pitchers are going to be good, hitters are going to be good, but we have really good pitchers, we have really good hitters, and we're ready to play. We're ready. I think, you know, something people don't think about too much is – for seven or eight months, seven months, we'll say, six months, all we do is play each other. So that means every day I'm hitting off of Chase Dollander, Chase Burns, Drew Beam, Andrew Lindsay, you know, Zach Joy, Seth Halverson, Jake Fiskett, all these guys. That's all I get to, that's all I hit off of. Is it fun every day? No, it's not. I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest. Sometimes it's really hard, but it makes you a lot better. And I know that when we jump in these SEC series, we're prepared. Right, it, 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 there's a lot to be said to get in the box and be comfortable when that guy on the other, you know, is wearing a jersey from another SEC school and he's throwing 100 with four pitches, and it's like I've seen this. It's fine. Like, doesn't mean you're going to have success every time, but you're not going to be surprised. And that's a huge thing as a hitter is getting in the box and knowing like, hey, I've been here, I've had success here, I'm comfortable now. Let me go to work first whole I don't know what's going on I've never seen a guy throw like that uh, I've never experienced this now there's 10,000 people looking at me oh that's not what you want to be in as a hitter but for me I'm gonna get in the box you know when these series go and it's games slow down all right it continues to slow down as the SEC play approaches in just a few weeks Griffin Mayor, we appreciate you joining us on Ball Club Confidential yeah, of course thanks for having me thank you yeah go balls.
Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.